We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the rookie-to-rookie rookie action outside the blue door. He'll get the flyby. Three on the way, and he rattles it in. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back, gets up the shot. Bakes it in This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up, and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Pick number Two, we're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, the official podcast of SI Thunder, and I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I'm coming to you live from Prairie Ale House here in OKC. In person, right next to me, I have JD Silva. Fellas, <laughs> I've got Taylor Peterson with me. Us three are just like we were when the uh, the pick was announced. I think we all three were <laughs> arms over shoulders and. Uh, praying to the big man upstairs and man what a fun exciting night that's just so we're all clear that's nick collison by the way the big man upstairs i've got justin peabody with us everybody and we have nicholas crane the only two scenarios that would have been better are the thunder landing the top pick or the kings landing the top pick because you know they'd fuck that up 100 (laughs) percent. we are also not bleeping that this is the uncontested unfiltered episode we can say whatever the hell we want because it's pick number two, boys. Instant reactions. For those of you listening to the podcast who live under a rock and don't watch TV or the internet or anything, the NBA draft, the lottery results come through. The Oklahoma City Thunder get pick number 12, which is the pick uh, that was most likely to be there. There was uh, only like a 6% chance that pick would have jumped. Uh, pick number 12. Everyone, whenever the the commissioner, the deputy commissioner is counting in reverse, he goes 14, 13, 12 was a bit of a letdown, but we kind of expected it. But then he says eight, and it's not Oklahoma City. Then seven, still not Oklahoma City. Six, the most likely pick for Oklahoma City? Get it out of here. (laughs) Five. Who'd they say at five? Detroit Pistons. Detroit. That and we cut to the commercial so break. Yes. And Jacob needs another anxiety pill. 
<laughs> I was We'd come back from that was real life. I was screaming, Squirt. jumping up and down okay. in the living room. Fun and- fact about after pick five, I had a beer in my hand because we were at uh, the Jones Assembly, and <laughs> Jacob takes it. He says, I love you, but I'm like, oh, my gosh. Jacob is going to drink alcohol for the first time <laughs> in his life right now. I, I considered. I considered. He was going to bang down <laughs> the whole set beer. it down so that way we could all like collectively pray to Nick Carlson. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Thunder aren't called. Three. The Sacramento Kings. Is it the Kings at three or the Kings at four? Uh, I think the Kings, Kings are at four. Houston yeah, Houston's at three. three. Sorry. Then two, they reveal the envelope of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Nick Crane, sitting at his home in Dallas, Texas, does what? Um, it didn't feel real at first. Like you, for you guys, surrounded by a lot of people that are screaming their heads off from the videos I saw, I'm sure it felt crazy. Just like Justin, I'm sitting here at home by myself. Or maybe, maybe Justin's kids were around. I had nobody. They were. Not even my Aww. dog. Um, Not even my dog. <laughs> so it was myself. was cool, but um, still hadn't like like set in. Like not that it's that crazy. Like the the odds were there. Like like it, jumping from twelve to two would have been like bonkers. Um, I don't know. I think it's gonna be like wake up tomorrow morning and like oh like this is actually happening. The Thunder are gonna have a chance yes. to land their number one guy. Justin, give us the rundown of what ha- what's happening in the Peabody household. So as soon as we hit seven, I started freaking out. Um, pretty sure I didn't breathe from seven. Sounds accurate. Seven to five. Oh, I thought you were going to say from seven to two. I was like, that's a long commercial break, partner. <laughs> that was a long commercial break. No, um, as soon as it went to commercial, I jumped up in the air and screamed, uh, my wife looks at me and says, your face is completely white right now. <laughs> Not just talking about my ginger complexion. Um, and then my kids come over. They were sitting in the kitchen coloring. They're like, Daddy, what's going on? Why are you so excited? So I had to explain like how the draft and the lottery worked in like five-year-old terms. Like the Michael Scott explained it to me like I'm five. Um, and I was like, we get to find out you know, where the Thunder get to pick the player. And so they're like, okay that sounds awesome and i was like yeah i'm really nervous my daughter who's three goes i'm nervous too now daddy <laughs> and then uh that is amazing and then when it came back from commercial i was like here we go and then when it got to two i started screaming and <laughs> they started screaming and my daughter was like jumping up and down on the ottoman so safe Heck to yes. say bothering safe and say, right yes well, raising them right <laughs> i absolutely love it yeah the three of us were at the jones assembly tonight um I, I thought I was going to pass out. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> we we were all in a group hug as Silva filmed our reactions. If you have not already seen Dude, it's so on good. Twitter, it's um, so good. Taylor's the picture of Taylor is just, <laughs> it's chef's kiss. It's beautiful. So we're going to tweet out those videos and stuff later. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome time. Also, shout out to everybody in the live stream tonight. This place is absolutely hopping. Uh, it's incredible to see all the comments in the chat. Keep those coming. We're going to hit the comments uh, we're going to go through all of them. This is this is a celebratory night for the Oklahoma City Thunder, for the fan base, for the uncontested podcast. Um, we're going to go through all those comments, but we waited a while so we could come off the high. I don't know if you guys are off the high. I'm not off the high. I think like Nick said, 
you said it like, you know, and I get it. Like us being around other Thunder fans and celebrating and being excited. Like that was an incredible moment. Uh, a part of my Thunder fandom, I think that I won't ever forget. But even then, when we walked in here to Prairie, uh, I looked at, uh, I think Silva, like ran in the bathroom or something. I looked at uh, Jacob at Niffin and I was like, man, this still doesn't feel real. He goes, oh, I know. <laughs> Just incredible. Incredible. All right. So gentlemen, let's, let's actually get down to the nuts and bolts of some of this. Um, the lottery order now, we, no more tankathon spins. <laughs> Shout out to tankathon. I think their traffic, their site traffic is going to plummet. Uh, no more tankathon spins. Cause we have the order, which is the Orlando magic at number one, Oklahoma city at two Houston rockets at three Sacramento Kings get four. The Pistons at five. The Indiana Pacers at six, Portland Trailblazers at seven, the New Orleans Pelicans at eight, Spurs at nine, Wizards at 10, the New York Knicks at 11, Thunder again at 12, Charlotte and Cleveland rounding out that top 14. Instant reaction, Jacob. Question for you. Okay. If Portland wants to get better now, I don't think Oklahoma City has a guy that is worth trading number seven for, like straight up. The Portland would say, like, yeah, that guy makes us better. And then Oklahoma City is also like, yeah, we'll take pick seven. But in a three-team deal or um, a deal that ultimately makes Portland more attractive for a star at the trade deadline, whatever it might be, like Oklahoma City could say, give us seven, we'll give you 12, and then like three future firsts, for example, um, which makes Portland – a better contender to get a true star at the deadline, for example, or, or a, a difference maker. How many picks plus number 12 are you willing to give up to go to number seven? I know it's like hard to say, like if Shaden's there, I think the answer is very different, but yeah, how, many, that's, how, how many picks in a vacuum? God, that's so difficult. And so many of those picks are protected at different levels. Um, it's really hard to say uh, a couple of the future protected ones, maybe one of the Clippers ones, maybe a Clippers swap, but I don't know if you can straight up trade a swap. Um, let me let me flip the question back, and not just on Nick, but since we have everyone here, let me flip it back on everybody. Let's say Shaden's gone at six to Indiana, and Portland wants to move off of seven. Uh, they want to get some assets to go uh, make something happen, maybe go like a Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant deal. Yep. 12 future first, um, either one of the Houston picks or one of the Clippers picks, Dort to get to seven for that Portland pick. And your guy is like Benedict Matherin or, or AJ Griffin. Probably not. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Probably not. Like I not for AJ or Benedict. As much as I like them, I'm with you, Nick. I think the, the unknown of what they could be is super fascinating. But I think ultimately, like the the P fifty of what those guys end up being, if anyone knows what P fifty means, probability. Uh, Nerd alert! I think that Dort is the P fifty of what those guys are two to three years in. So, like, I don't know if there's a point to give yeah. up more assets. Also, Tycho Holloway in the chat is telling me to shut the f up. So, uh, <laughs> noted. Thank you. Um, we don't, we're not going to get deep into trades. I don't want to get deep into trades, but the one that interests me the most is Washington at 10. Could you do like 12 Washington's own pick back in Kenrich Williams to get to 10? 
uh, and get a guy that you maybe really have your eye on, a Jeremy Sohan, uh, if Benedict is there at that point, yeah. AJ, whatever. But, Dustin Daniels. Yeah, I, I digress. <laughs> Let's jump into, so we've talked about the order of the draft. Just overall thoughts and feelings about the, the lottery as a whole, how it sh- shook out, who landed where, um, spots where that you think are fascinating, whatever, just floor is open. Uh, thoughts on the lottery, and I'm going to mute my microphone while you guys talk. I personally, I'll, I'll, one quick comment. I personally cannot wait to take someone at number two that Houston fans want so, 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 so bad just to <laughs> hype them up all season and talk about how they're the future of the league and Houston could have had them, but they don't. That's going to be so much fun. Why I'm, is that, Nick? After the <laughs> Shangoon is the next MVP, like I cannot, I yeah. cannot deal with it. Yeah. When Paulo is on Houston, and the yeah, and that the Rockets fans have completely moved on to Paulo, they've forgotten about Shangoon. Oh, Shangoon will be a fine backup for you know, like it's just <laughs> clockwork. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, think of all the Hoopers on that Houston team when they get uh, old Paulo. <laughs> All the hoopers. Hey, they can, uh, per our, our past two podcasts, or actually, I think it was one podcast we did, and the other one was the Spaces that we did uh, last night. That was a lot of fun as well. But uh, we, we mentioned our uh, Apollo 12 <laughs> t-shirt idea yeah. for uh, for Apollo and the, so and the Rockets. So, need trademark it. My friend so let me know one. that Apollo 13 was not or the Apollo one that 13. burned down. <laughs> Just so good. Okay, that's good. We should know our space history. I can't even get the number right. So, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking that's of a, two and 12. That's a, in better, my that's a better shirt for Houston anyways, given the, the space history. The Rockets. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, I was happy to see, speaking of like spiteful grudges, I was happy to see Detroit drop out of the top four after mm-hmm. the uh, high horse tanking nonsense that we had to deal with from Pistons Twitter at the end of the season. Um, how'd that work out for you? You tanked the right way, and uh, you dropped. So, congrats. Did <laughs> it feel better? Favorite, Justin. <laughs> How Six many more you wins? Out there? Is that is that? Congrats. You How did many it? Thunder fans have already DM'd? Uh, well, Termine. <laughs> yes, Justin Termite. <laughs> uh, then Termine. He's in shambles tonight. Uh, I think my favorite thing from the night, obviously not Thunder related, obviously. Seeing the Portland Trailblazers and Dame Lillard slide down a spot. Did That's exactly what I was going to mention. Yeah. Oh, he so was good. livid. <laughs> Look, AJ Griffin's going to be great spotting up for three-point shots for uh, Dame Lillard. <laughs> I forgot how much disdain Thunder fans held for Dame until until they showed his face for the first time. And everybody in the live uh, party started waving. Uh, waving away and booing. <laughs> started waving at yeah. the TV screen. <laughs> That's awesome. Just I, uh, incredible. I, I, you know... I think it's weird to send current players. I, this is a sidebar. Every time they showed a current like Sabonis and Lillard, I was like, that's so awkward. Poor <laughs> like, Sabonis looks so congrats. depressed. He's like, you I do suck. not want to be here. And by here, I mean the Sacramento Kings, much less here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lottery. That, uh, that, I feel like that's just a real weird situation. Like, congratulations. You sucked. You get to find out who your new teammate is that will hopefully turn your team around. But maybe not. And it was, uh, I felt bad. I felt bad for Zabonis and Lillard. There was another player. I can't remember who, but, uh, I think the PJ way Washington like, for the, PJ Washington. for the Hornets. Yes. But we like, couldn't get mellow. We couldn't get, you know, <laughs> so PJ, you're up. Good luck. Yeah. Like Collison, David Robinson. That's the way to do it. 
Yeah, and shout out to Nick Collison bringing us that luck. That's incredible. Before I left the house tonight, I told my wife to go find her old Nick Collison shirt and put it on for good luck. So, uh, Allison, <laughs> if love, you're listening, and if you I put love, it on, thank you. You can take it off later. <laughs> I love <laughs> I loved Presty's uh, comments tonight from his uh, pre-lottery media availability where he was asked why he picked uh, Nick Collison. He said, because he guaranteed success. So I look forward to seeing Love Nick Collison in the 2023 draft line. He continued, and Nick, you can correct me if I get this wrong, but I believe he said, uh, and I guaranteed him a, a, not guaranteed, but I promised him a statue. Yes. However, I said it would not be of you playing, it would be of you holding up an envelope. <laughs> I love it. That's accurate. It's, Presti press, had fun with this one. Um, he, he seemed less tense than last year. I mean, he hadn't been you, in the lot. He hadn't been in the lottery like for a long, knew. long time. He had the number two pick. He knew. Rig. Yes, right. Tinfoil hat. <laughs> he knew. He called he his it. friend Q, who told him. <laughs> he, uh, Jonathan Isaac, he called him? It's funny. It's funny because... How do you think Orlando got the number one overall pick? He was asked, uh, you know, what? what is... What is the drawing room look like? like? What goes down in there? What's yeah. the setup? And basically, I mean, obviously he could be bluffing and lying if he did know before. Um, but he was like, he's like, I actually have no idea. Like we haven't been in the lottery outside of last season for a long time. And last season was COVID. We couldn't really talk to each other. So this is like the first full on drawing room, um, which is interesting. Like, again, he could be bluffing, but he was immediately like, Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Like until I, I get I, there, I don't know. I was teasing, but to your point, Nick, I, I you weren't teasing from, Taylor from your tweet. <laughs> from your tweet, I um, see that Jonathan Isaac T-shirt you're wearing. That's right, <laughs> with a big Q underneath it. Patriot. Uh, Patriot. Can't wait to see his replacement get drafted number one overall. Uh, yeah, that's very true. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, Presley said he hadn't been in the room since 2009. Um, I'm pretty sure what you tweeted yeah. out. So I found yeah. that interesting as well. And correct me if I'm wrong. And this is the highest pick in OKC Thunder history. Yeah. History. Yeah. Right. They they yeah. took Kevin was number two, but that was Seattle. Seattle. Yep. The highest pick before this that the Thunder had ever had was three. Yep. For James Harden. Yep. I think. And then they get two here. And and it's funny because like one of Presti's first comments was like, he just blurted off statistics of like. <laughs> When the last time they were a top five pick team, he was like, since the last time we picked top five, 80% of the league is drafted top five. X Almost percent like he knew where he was picking. 5% of, or, you know, 5% of teams have done it this many times. And it was just funny. He came out and basically said, like, yeah, we suck, but look at our history and stop being so short-sighted. Like, we've been a very, 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 very good franchise besides the last two years. Shots fired at NBA Twitter. I yeah. love it. Shots hey, fired at the Kangs because he literally said, he's like, I think even one team's drafted eight times in the top five. <laughs> Firing from the hip. I love it. Hey, before we move on with some more uh, lottery talk, some draft talk, who the Thunder might be able to get at number two, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the comments over here on the live stream have just been going berserk. Um, Justin, will you take us on a spin through the comments, pull up some fun yeah. comments, questions, whatever. Let's, let's tackle some of these now and then we'll tackle them again at the end of the show. Awesome. I love it. Uh, we had like 30 comments before the stream even started. So shout out everybody that, that waited around for uh, these yahoos to get a table at Prairie. Um, 
fantastic chatter, lots of banter, lots of debate. Um, we've got some comments like this one from Steve Barr. Chet is risky, too skinny. Which all I have to say to that is get that boy a table at Golden Corral. We can fix that problem. Him or, and Poku get the two for one him, special. Getting some seafood, sushi, oysters over in Florida. Like I've heard it's really good over there. Beef him up and just let Jabari come to Oklahoma City. That could work too. Hey, <laughs> Nick, I just want you to know Justin's already working on the two inflatable men with the wavy arms yes. for Poku and Chet. It's you might not glorious. want Chet, but those shirts are going to sell. <laughs> You guys like about the podcast, Nick. Uh, you guys are in man. it for the t-shirts. I'm in it for the championship. The content right deserves check. Poor K no los dos, Nick. Matt <laughs> Clarkson in the chat. Ch- Would Paolo being from Seattle be a problem? Yes. Oh, you think so? Or does Not he fix us. the curse? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Now that now I like it. Yeah, fixes the curse. There you go. I like it. We're like we're it. all optimistic we're and, and glass half full tonight. <laughs> We're tackling all the conspiracy oh theories gosh. tonight on the uh, six on the star. However, he rejects your uh, poke or not Poku Chet, Chet Palo and Jabari trifecta and says he thinks Jaden Ivy will be the best player in the draft. How you guys feel about that? Is it a little spicy? It's not crazy. I, I, don't I disagree, crazy. but that's fine. We, we have no clue. Yeah, it's Indeed. not that spicy. Indeed. Um, let's see here. Lots of hype comments, screaming, unintelligible keyboard mashing. I love all of it. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Big Mike NZ. At what point did you need some alone time? Uh, I think that was directed at Nick when he was talking about being alone at home. Um, we don't need to know the details. Nick, sometimes you just got to take care of it, you know? Reaches, oh my. <laughs> wow. That's that's a loaded comment um, there. That could be six, Okay, or... follow up. Why was it crying? Star. Why would it need tissues? <laughs> You'll figure it out. Uh, six star follows up. Odds Presty takes Ivy at two and shocks the world. Six star is very high on Jaden Ivy. <laughs> Shout out six to you, man. Six star is very high on Jaden Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think he'll take Jaden Ivey, but we have no clue. We didn't think he'd take Josh no. Giddy. Shaden Sharp at number two. Now we're talking. But that's, how, how, how shocked would you guys be if the commissioner came out and said with the number two pick in the draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Shaden Sharp from I, the University of Kentucky? I wouldn't be, be too I'd shocked. be 0% shocked, and I would actually be super excited because if Presty, who's a great Agreed. talent evaluator, actually took him at two, that means something is up. Agreed. Sat out a year of college from Canada, um, played Washington. for Kentucky. I always forget Washington's first name. Apparently that's his representative who representative who was supposed to be um, applied to be his agent prior to um, Sharp enter or applying for the draft. He actually got denied, which has created a little bit of a hurdle because Sharp currently, unless I haven't seen this, isn't currently represented. Um, but that's also a uh, Shay's AAU coach. Um, Washington, and then you have the whole what's his name, Kangu, <laughs> something like Kangu. Um, huh? Is that's the guy who's been guarding Shaden Sharp and all of his one on one highlight reels? And I'll tell uh, it to you, it's important context because that would give it, us it a is high gauge on Shaden. <laughs> but he's close with Shay. He's supposed to him and Shay mm. like post videos together last off season. Um, Shay liked his his 
his picture or his Instagram post or whatever from yesterday because uh, I've, again, I'm probably butchering this last name. I don't even remember what it is, but Kongu, that <laughs> is who it is. Kangu, Kangaroo. Um, oh my yeah. God, stop. <laughs> he posted it. He was at the pro day with Shaden yesterday, which we saw from um, Gaboni and uh, Mike Schmitz. Uh, Big Mike and Z. So how can we get seven? We talked, we touched, we started to touch on this. What do you think a deal looks like to trade up with Portland and get seven? I think it has to include Dort. I think he's the best win now asset the Thunder would be willing to trade. Yep. Agreed. And I'm just not sure that's worth it. Agreed. I don't think Portland thinks it's worth it either. Also agreed. Next up from Matt Clarkson. If Presti takes Paolo or JSJ, do you think he's willing to offer to move up from 12 to get Durin. Can I be real honest real quick? And you guys can give me all the pushback you would like. I question if Durin is a Presty fit. Mm. Why is like, that? Presty loves versatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Durin is very clearly like only going to play the five, which like isn't a problem. But Presty is also prioritized like besides the versatility, the skill uh, the passing acumen, the high IQ, not to say that Duran is like a dumb basketball player. or can't pass the ball, but I think if Presti is cashing in assets to trade up, uh, I don't think he specifically wants to get a guy that is as one dimensional as Duran probably projects to be. That's how I feel as well, especially with Presley's comments about uh, watching the playoffs that this was in his exit interview. Right. And um, he was asked about it a little bit again, uh, Nick, I know like uh, pre lottery um, and, and didn't elaborate quite as much on it, but that's how I feel as well, Jacob. I, I'm not as high on Dern because of that, but I know Nick is and Nick, I know I saw you wanted to talk. So I'm curious your thoughts on Dern. Um, I mean, I think his, his upside is not even visible because of the way he played in college and the system that he was in. Um, like to be quite honest, he could be as good as Aiton. He just hasn't been put in the situation to, I mean, think about body type defensive versatility. Like his defense looks like a young Dwight Howard. Like he is pinning stuff off the backboard. Um, doesn't have a three point shot. Doesn't mean it can't come. Um, I don't know, man. Like he's, He's the best true center in this class by a country mile. And I think that if it doesn't take much, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade the house for him to move up from 12, but if he's there at 10 or 11 and it takes a marginal asset, I think it's a no brainer, especially um, since the Thunder have the number two pick, I think you can swing a bit. My guy like him. I agree completely. And I also agree about Duran being the best true center in the draft. I'm with you there. I just think I'm like, for example, um, gosh, why am, am I going blank on the old Grizzlies GM uh, Hollinger from the athletic? I thought he had a really good piece on what he's calling space ball, which made me laugh because I instantly think of the uh, star Wars parody movie. <laughs> space yeah. balls. Yes. Um, but I thought he brought up a really good point And that being like the next step up from, you know, small ball, um, the warrior small ball, the death lineup or whatever, where you just have these versatile defenders who can guard, all positions at all times can do a little bit of everything. For example, think like a great Williams kind of player that you can play at the five. Um, I even think of like a JRE even, for example. And um, 
I, I just feel like you can get – you still need true bigs, especially during the regular season. I just don't like taking a player like Duran so high because of that. You know what I mean? Which is why I'm like – would like to see more of a – and we'll get into that, but like a uh, Dyson Daniels or something. Yeah. Um, and that area, and that We, we can dive deep into these, these prospects. Yep. I mean, we have a, a month and, and <laughs> a week. We got like five yep. weeks until uh, – uh, the the draft is actually here, but the last thing on Duran, Nick, just he is the best traditional center by far in this draft. I just don't know if a traditional center is what Sam Presti wants. No, I, I, don't, disagree, I, don't, I don't disagree with your comment of he doesn't seem like a Presti guy because I think that's accurate. But I don't know. Like like At this point in the rebuild, I think we're all team take the upside but when you already have Poku and you already have all these guys that are like long-term projects, like, would you really rather take a Zhang over Jalen Duran? Like, I don't know. I think that's a very fair point. Justin, what other comment? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Silva. Yeah. Uh, we were talking on, I think the last podcast, I, I would like the idea of getting, cause I don't think Chet can play the five immediately. I like the idea if they were, if they could somehow get Chet and a guy like Duran. Yeah, you, you have your awesome. four or five of the future like, yep. immediately. Right. Exactly. You already yes. have your guard duo. Now you got your big duo. You have your Jaron Jackson Jr. and Steven Adams immediately. So I've, I've been high on that combination. I don't know what it would take to get there or how, how far Jaron will, will drop in this. I think I read, I read a mock immediately after the lottery, and I think someone had him as high as seven or eight. Yeah. I don't know if he – so seven, eight, nine, that range is probably where he's going to end up. Well, speaking about that, so let's transition, and Justin, we'll come back to – to some more comments towards the end of the show. Um, but I want to ask you guys, so the order is now set, right? Still can't believe they got picked two. I can't believe it, dude. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Order is set now. Who do we think is the number two pick? Who does Oklahoma City take? I mean, obviously, it's going to greatly depend on who Orlando picks at number one. Um, do we have any thoughts on who Orlando might take? Um, and do we think Orlando is a team that we might start to pick up? We know if the Thunder were, were number one, we would not get any rumblings of who they were going to take. Um, is Orlando a team that that we might? And I know, Nick, you and I have talked a lot about Orlando is a team that has a lot of young guards, a lot of young wings, and a lot of young centers they're not really filling a need at pick one. They're probably just going to take who they think is the best player available. Like who do we think Orlando is going to take at one, which then will help us determine who Oklahoma city is going to take at two. My gut tells me, which my gut doesn't mean anything. Obviously <laughs> my gut tells me Chet is who they take. Like truly is who the thunder or Orlando. Sorry. Orlando. Oh, okay. Um, love Wendell Carter jr like Mo Bamba, I think Wendell can play the four next to Chet or like positionless. Like they're both the four five. Who cares who's the four, who's the five? I think that'd be an awesome duo. I whereas, agree that's a good point. Whereas I don't know if Jabari and Wendell Carter make as much sense. I don't think they're drafting for who makes sense with Wendell Carter, to be quite honest with you. Like there's there's bigger fish to fry and, and bigger things to think about more holistically than that. But like if it was Houston or Detroit or anybody else, I think Jabari is the no-brainer number one. Like Orlando is actually one of those teams where it wouldn't shock me to see Chet go. A couple of good comments in the chat uh, pointing out the relationship between Suggs and Chet. 
Not only were they teammates at Gonzaga, but they were teammates in high school. Then we also have a comment from Marcus Kruger asking, does Paolo make more sense for the Magic? Alongside Wendell Carter Jr. and Wagner, could be fun. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. In all honesty, like I think Wendell Carter Jr. is good. I don't know if he's like a building block. Yep. Right. Uh, I think Orlando is simply just going to go best player available. They're going to choose Agreed. who they think is the best player. Um, Nick said he could see it being Chet. I, I think they would probably take Jabari Smith Jr. and sort the rest of it out later. Um, I think for a team like Orlando Jabari Smith Jr. Like you look at what Jalen Suggs did at Gonzaga and what he did in the tournament, like normal people can watch Jalen Suggs in high school or in college and say, that guy is good at basketball. Um, I think that's the same way that a lot of people look at Jabari Smith Jr. He is like the, just watching him play basketball. If you're not like a trained, like scout, you're just like, damn, this guy can play. We, we know they all three can play. I just wonder if if they see Jabari as like the most seamless NBA fit. Maybe he's not the highest ceiling, but I think we all agree he's probably the highest floor of those top three. I wonder if they just see that and say, we want to take a guy that we know is going to be good and go with Jabari Smith Jr. Ironically enough, that was my argument for Shaden Sharp uh, a bit last night on our Twitter spaces that we did. Oh, I thought you were about to say Shane Sharp number oh, one. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> I just meant like justifying Shane, Shane Sharp. And it, again, uh, another conversation for another podcast. We have plenty of time for Shane and talk. However, um, 
which is why I think at pick number two, I'm more and more open to Nick's idea of Jabari, Jabari Smith Jr. Um, because speaking of that spaces last night, uh, Alex Spears had down to dunk jumped on. Hey, he made a, a good <laughs> – again, at this point, we were uh, all being pessimistic Thunder fans thinking the Thunder were going, be, were going to be picking at six or seven. And he brought up a good point about uh, Matherin and, and really his overall argument in a nutshell was that you already have these craters in Shea and Giddy. Those are your core two pieces right now. So why would you worry so much about a player who can't create, for example? And that's why I think in this range, like Jabari is so elite with that shot. Um, there is not a single player who can contest his shot. It's, it's so pure, such a high release. Um, obviously, he can't create well, but he has a, a great mid-range post game, um, some post moves that he can put on. Uh, I think he's a solid perimeter defender as well as a solid defender uh, down low. Um, could work some on his shot blocking and rebounding, obviously, but he showed some some improvement, I think, on the on the rebounding front because that was something that was a concern of mine heading into the NCAA season, and that's one of the few players I actually did follow throughout the NCAA season. He improved there with the rebounding. All that to say, I am with Nick. Um, I think having Giddy and Shea on your team for OKC um, eliminates – or sorry, I shouldn't say eliminates, but it certainly lessens – um, the need for someone to create, right? Exactly. Which which makes Jabari, Jabari Smith Jr. off fit. off ball. I mean, would be incredible with Shane and Josh. Yep. And he's like the Thunder system defensively. He would, dear God, they'd be good defensively. Same with Chet though. Mark and I, would love it. And I good think point. Taylor. Not that this is the point you were trying to make, but I think it's a good conceptual viewpoint on what happened tonight. Tell we're me, I made a good point, Nick. Admit it. Tell me, I made a good point. point. <laughs> we're right. We're right now arguing Jabari versus Chet. What a good problem to have. Ago, twenty-four hours ago, we were on the pod talking AJ Griffin versus Bird's Ben, ben Oh my god! Yes. If what that doesn't tell you how humongous this night was, like, holy cow! Yeah, Justin, who do you think the Thunder take it to? If you just gut reaction right now, if I gave you five hundred dollars out of the podcast account, and I said, Justin, choose who you think the Thunder are going to pick. Go place all the money on a bet. Who would who would you place it on? We're doing that when we go to summer league. By the I way, gonna, I was about to say <laughs> summer league is going to be lit. Oh, dude, we were talking about this earlier. Justin, I wish you could go to summer league because summer Me league too. is about to be insane, bro. I was excited to go to summer league to watch Chet or uh, God Poku last year. Speak into existence, Justin. Right? Uh, and I didn't get to. Uh, but no, if it's anything like what Nick and I did get to witness of Cade versus Jalen Green, like. That was electric. That was like that reminded me of when I watched the Big 12 tournament championship with Kevin Durant versus that Kansas team. Like it was, we were, we, we were sitting next to Mike Boynton, which was awesome. <laughs> like, that's Boynton incredible. was acting like he was still coaching Cade. Anyway, that's awesome. Um, yeah, Thunder Summer League roster is going to be lit absolutely. <sighs> if I'm betting tomorrow, I'm betting on Chet because I bet the Magic take Jabari. If by some miracle they take paolo then jabari to okc for me uh but i think they take jabari and i think okc takes chet next i would be floored if they took paolo at two um in any scenario i just don't think he's their guy but uh i'd be very happy with chet i'd be less surprised if they took shaden sharp than paolo fascinating this I'm going to sound like such an idiot. I'm going to preference that right now. I'm going to sound like such an idiot. Yeah. It's uh, a tradition unlike any other. 
you you guys have seen the video of Paulo Bancaro. Was he at a, a Formula One race? Yeah, the guy didn't know who he was. Yes. Patrick Mahomes, everybody. <laughs> Just <laughs> the way that. Paulo interacted in that interview the way he talked uh just he kind of just gave this air of like so, I don't know I just the vibe I get from Paulo is he's personality wise he's not a guy that Sam Presti would be really big on whereas Chet Holmgren like I don't know anything I've never met the dude before but when you listen to guys like Matt Penny Sam Vecini uh Mike Schmitz these guys that have followed this kid since he was in seventh eighth grade they say that his work ethic is impeccable. Um, he understands his deficiencies. He's very easily coachable. Like to me, that sounds very much like a Presty type guy. I and so, not agree more. Did uh, you also, hear him on ESPN this afternoon? I actually did. Are you talking Chet? I know yeah, they talked Chet. to the three of them. Are you talking about whenever um, David Robinson came up there? Uh, or is this something different? No, uh, but earlier this afternoon, and oh, okay. he, yeah, they're yeah. asking him, you know, what he thought he needed to work on. He said, you know, he wants to work on shooting. And uh, I think it was Richard Jefferson asked him, um, you know, how, like, what are we talking here? Like, where are you trying to get your shot to? And he said, I want to be a 50, 40, 90 guy. Hell and like, oh, yes. my goosebumps. Like, yeah, right. if you get Chet in that ridiculous, like, Slender Man frame shooting 50, 40, 90, like, it's a wrap. Just put the trophy case in OKC and schedule the parade. Hey, since we touch on like literally every uh, NBA, consp- at least current <laughs> NBA conspiracy theory. <laughs> We've invented so a couple in the process. I just, uh, you talked about Paulo Jacob, like, you know, he's cramping when they're playing in Vegas. He's cramping early season. Um, I forget where else they were, like the Bahamas or whatever tournament that was. Then he's uh, pulled over alongside Coach K's grandson after coming home from, a, you know, uh, presumably a uh, fraternity party or a college party. I think there's some things that add up there that that would make me uh, agree with what you said there, Jacob. And then, like Justin, you mentioned that from Chet. We us three didn't get to hear that. Um, I'm sure that just speaks Sam Presti's language, which kind of goes to what we've yeah. been talking about, where we think Chet is absolutely probably number one on Presti's board this trap. What you're saying about Paolo uh, Taylor, what you're insinuating is that he'd be a great fit in Houston. Absolutely, exactly. you're exactly right. <laughs> I, I I hear there's uh, basketball players there who uh, would frequent certain yeah. clubs, and Paulo, you know, would be able to fill that void. If hang the second jersey, if the, twos. I mean, if if that vibe on Paulo is correct, like kind of a party guy, full of himself, drinks a lot, is putting him on the same team with Kevin Porter Jr. the right idea? where James Harden used to be like Justin was inferring to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just, it's not great. Um, Silva, who do you think the Thunder take it to? I think it's going to be Chet or Jabari. Uh, I feel more so. I feel more so that the, that the magic are shows that I've never used one of these damn things. <laughs> that was me. I'm always the first three times. Talking, oh, talking to the tip, talking to the tip. Oh my. I feel that the magic could take, I, like I wouldn't be totally shocked with, most of the Magic's decisions at one. I don't think it's locked in that they're taking Jabari, uh, even though he's projected to go to go to them in a lot of mocks. So for the Thunder, I think it's going to be Chet or Jabari uh, in that scenario. Uh, I think I'd be happy with. I mean, like Nick was just saying, I'm happy with either one of these with either one of these guys. I'll get something off my chest now. You, you guys seen Ratatouille, and uh, you know when the critic yes. comes in, the it's critic like comes in at the movies. end, yes. comes in yes. and tastes the Ratatouille, and he flashes back to his childhood. I had a flashback to the night. 
the Thunder lost by like 73 points. And I sat down at my, at my desk and I was like, damn it. I got to record a podcast after this shit. <laughs> and I, that podcast was so sad. Jacob hopped on depressing. And we just had to tell ourselves like, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. And there was, there was like a 53, 53, 54% chance that it was going to be worth it in the end. And, Damn it, and guys. Look at us now. Look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. Jesus. Okay, let's. I want to do a quick round table. That, that here. was number, number one silver story on the podcast that's, that's ever. Gonna be, that's going to be ripped, and that audio is going to be viral. Uh, so so let's, let's make this more interesting. So I think everybody's default answer is Chet or Paolo or Chet or Jabari, whoa, whoa, whoever, the, whoa, whoa. whoever the magic don't take. Yeah. Let's, let's say the magic take Paolo. And both of Jabari and Chet are on the board. I want everybody in this pod to tell me who does Sam Presti take? I, I've said it for literally like nearly 12 months now, 10 months now. He's taking Chet Holmgren. Chet. Shane Sharp. No, I, I agree. Chet. <laughs> I, the question as you asked it, who is Sam Presti taking? I think the answer is Chet. I, I agree with Jacob's reasoning. I think the like uniqueness of him as a prospect with the upside, with the physical stature, all that stuff feels very Presty like. However, I I tend to lean more towards you in personal preference, Nick of Jabari. If it if it were me, which you're welcome, Thunder fans. It's not. Um, I'm probably taking Jamari Smith Jr. In, in that second pick in that scenario. Okay, that's that's what I thought you guys would say. So I have a follow up. <laughs> if Presty gets any kind of inkling that the Magic are actually leaning Chet, do you hmm. think he's more likely to say, "Cool, happy with Jabari," or does he start to try to move up to number one to get Chet, that's, who might be his guy? That's really fascinating. That is really fascinating. I think he makes the call. You know, how serious is he? Like, he, there would have to be a big gap for him between yep. those two for him to pull the trigger on what would be required. Yep. Now, maybe Orlando is, if it was like Orlando is leaning Chet, but it's kind of a coin flip for them. Who do we want, Chet or Jabari? And for, for Sam, it's I want Chet by a mile. Um, I could see a deal getting done where they, they say like, Orlando, you, you like Jabari anyways. Let, let us trade you two and uh, a, a future um, like top four protected pick. Um, Ooh, that's even more for, than I thought. For number one, something like that. Well, I mean, when I, when I look back, I look at, I like to use the Luca Trey yeah. swap. That's a good point. As a, as a really good barometer there, which was slide back two spots and get a, I think it was a top three protected pick. I think that's what it'd probably take to move up. I also like to think about like the the Tatum, Markel Fulch yep. trade, something yep, like yep. that. I think it would take two and then a future good pick to move up okay. to number one. So I think the answer is different depending on like if the Magic are in the same boat as Presti in this scenario, and and Chet is by a margin the number one guy. Like I think that's that's hard to get to. I don't think but, Orlando trades it in that in that position. Right, exactly, exactly. But on the flip side. You, you had the other scenario where it's like a 50-50 coin toss. If Orlando is true, like 49%, 51% Chet, does 1 in 12 even get them interested in a swap? I think it definitely could. 
Would would you do that? If you were Sam Presti and they said, "Hey, you can have number one. We're fine with either guy. Give us twelve, and you you have your pick of the litter." Or do you take the gamble that one of those two is going to be good anyways, but you get another bite at the apple at twelve? Personally, I wouldn't want to do one and twelve, but I think the other option for that trade up would be, uh, or for yeah, for two and twelve. I'm sorry, uh, would be trading two and then trading a pick that in a year or two could still be pick number twelve. Mm-hmm. So would you rather give up pick number twelve this draft or pick number twelve next draft? Yeah, I think it's this draft and it's not close, but yeah. I think just as a human being who is impatient um, and likes instant gratification, I wouldn't be a fan of that trade. Hot take. Uh, very off topic. Presti got two first rounders for 16 last year. I think he leverages those same two first rounders in this draft. He's going to move up. That's fascinating. I like it a lot. I like that too. I think that's, it's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay guys, let's cause we, we could podcast for hours tonight with how hyped we are. Um, but <laughs> We do not have a charger for our MacBook over here, and we're at nine percent. We have one outlet, and we're using like it for the soundboard. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I want to do two more things before we get out of here. Thing number one: new mock drafts are starting to pour in already from the draft experts. Let's take a peek, shall we? Shall we? I'm going to tell you That's guys. What she said. We're going to go. God dang it, Taylor! I'm going to go one through fourteen. You guys just tell me if you like the pick or not. Um, from the athletic pick number one, Jabari Smith Jr. to the Magic Love makes it. a lot of sense. Nick doesn't <laughs> like it personally, but it probably makes sense. It makes sense. Great pick. Chet at number pick. two to the Thunder. Love. Oh yeah, love. <laughs> Rockets take Apollo at number three. Uh, perfect. Classic. All makes sense so far. Match made in heaven. He's got the Kings taking Jay Ivey. Ooh, I actually like that. Because I think it's a perfect, yeah. uh, or no, sorry, I shouldn't say perfect. I think it is at least a um, a Halbert replacement. Yeah, but you already got Fox and Davion Mitchell. I mean, you're overloading that backcourt. I, don't I know. take Ivy over Mitchell, personally. I think. Yeah, I think you probably take Ivy there. Detroit Pistons at five are taking Shade and Sharp. Uh, I don't know. I'm still not like I'm intrigued by Sharp. See, I I'm like still that. Not sold. I like that a lot. I think one that we'll all agree on: the Pacers take Keegan Murray at six. Oh yeah, another <laughs> Paulo Houston. I think he was yeah. born to be a Pacer. Same thing. <laughs> or King. Uh, Nick might Dang. like this one as far as just how high this guy jumped. Um, the Portland Trailblazers at seven taking Jeremy Sohan. I do like that. He he's he's a win now guy. Like his ceiling's not insanely high but he will do the things to help them win now nick yeah. really quick do you want jeremy grant or sohan which would you rather have if, if i'm you're portland, portland yeah jeremy grant i agree if, I, if i'm if i'm the kings where i'm like a tweener sohan yeah Agreed. number eight the pelicans via the lakers uh taking benedict matherin I, I really we were talking about this one over dinner <laughs> we did a really quick dinner in between uh uh almost at the press. Uh, we went to the press for dinner, but in between Jones Assembly. And uh, yeah, I, I really like that for the Pelicans. Another player that you can just, uh, a wing that you can plug and play, uh, but can probably provide a little more offense, maybe like a Herb Jones good. I think that's perfect. Yep. Let's burn through this back half. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, AJ Griffin. That seems perfect yeah. as well. Yeah, Makes sense. That works. 
Wizards, Dyson Daniels. We talked a lot we about this one. We talked a lot about that. It <laughs> also. Yeah. The Knicks take Jalen Duran. Gross. Uh, Mitchell Robinson replacement. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder at 12. This is Vicini's mock, by the way. Usman Jang. Classic. Maybe sure. some intel there. Uh, Charlotte Hornets take Mark Williams. Makes yep. a ton of sense. Cavs take Johnny Davis at 14. Oh, yeah. That actually is a really that's, good fit yeah, for the Cavs. That's perfect. Very good fit. Uh, I think the only other mock that has been updated uh, very recently was Gavoni would be and Gavoni and Mike Schmitz of ESPN. I am pulling this one up as we speak. While you're doing that, Jacob, I want you to rattle off four names that you would love <laughs> to see at 12, assuming that they're there and they're mocked in that range. Four names at 12 I'll that give you could mine. still be there. I'll give you mine. Johnny Davis, Jeremy Sohan, Usman Jang, and... Jalen Duran somehow. Who's your four? Yeah, I, I was thinking Duran, um, Jang. Honestly, I still like Eason. Um, Tari Eason out of LSU. Don't hate that. Um, and if this player were to fall, Dyson Daniels. Good luck. I, I like Daniels, um, Sohan, uh, Jang. I'm going to put AJ Griffin as a possible slider. I feel I've, good. If the, I, if I feel the, like I've swayed good. some of you guys to like Sohan. You guys were saying "you" like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're I think right. it's interesting. You're right. Okay, uh, Mike Schmitz. Number one, Jabari Smith Jr. Number two, Chet Holmgren. Number three, Paulo Bancaro. Keeping it the same. Yep. Number four, Sacramento Kings. Keegan Murray. Oh, mother of God! Yikes! <laughs> Hard pass. Number five, Detroit Pistons. Jaden Ivey. Just like that. Better Killian Hayes immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Pacers at six get Shaden Sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Don't love it. Trailblazers at seven take Jalen Duran. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know about Pelicans. That. Pelicans at eight this time uh, take AJ Griffin. I do like that a lot. San Antonio at nine takes Dyson Daniels. I like that. The Wizards at 10 take Johnny Davis because Dyson's off the board. I also like that. <laughs> I think it's a good fit. We could just put Taylor on repeat over here. I, I like, like that. I like, I like that. I like. Don't like. I like. Thank God he's not on Tinder. <laughs> Knicks <laughs> take like. Benedict Matherin. And at 12, the Oklahoma City Thunder take Usman Jang. Again. Intel. Again. And then uh, they have Charlotte taking Mark Williams, Cleveland taking Malachi Branham. There's one more. I'm going to read it off quick. Jeremy Wu dropped his two. Oh, I haven't seen Wu's yet. All right. Uh, Jabari Smith, number one. Chet, two. Paulo, three. That all stays the same. Shaden goes to the Kings. Jaden goes to the Pistons. Pacers take Keegan Murray. Like, that's like he just just (laughs) buy a a Pacer jersey. He's going to be there. Uh, Blazers take Matherin. Pelicans take Daniels. Spurs take Johnny Davis. Wizards take Duran. Knicks take AJ Griffin. Thunder take Sohan. I like Hornets. That. Me too. Hornets take Agbaji. Hmm. Don't see that, but it is what yeah. it is. And Malachi Bram goes 14. Nice. If AJ Griffin is there, one pick ahead of the Thunder, uh, I am hoping they're trading up. Uh, I like Sohan a lot. Yeah, I think AJ Griffin has more star upside potential. Dude, if you had AJ Griffin and Jabari Smith, your three point shooting is you're, 
exponential. Your shooting problem is solved. Yeah. 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 Shooting yeah. problem is solved. Great. We are down to 5% on the computer. We got a we got blast. Edge. We got a blast. We didn't get to all the comments. We got to a lot of them. Thank you guys so much for jumping yes. in. Incredible participation in the live stream tonight. Absolutely awesome. We have so much more stuff planned for you guys moving forward. This is just the beginning. It's a badass beginning, if we're being honest. This is just the beginning of the draft season for us, though. Still hasn't settled in. We are so back. Yep. Still hasn't So much in. content coming your way. Hey, does anybody else know who the Thunder got with their last uh, second overall pick? Anybody know? Like the Sonics? Let's say, yeah, the Sonics. Enlighten us, Silva. Enlighten us. Let's hear it. I just, to, I just wanted to hear someone say it once. Yeah. It's uh, maybe it happens again. Maybe Devin it happens Korean. again. Kevin Durant re You know who the they draft. got before that? Who? Gary Payton. It's a good pick. Good track record. Hey, guys, thank you so much for jumping in the live stream. We hope you guys are as stoked as we are on the lottery. Um, outcome. We're going to tweet out some of the videos that Silva took of Taylor, Silva, and myself. Uh, they're incredible. We just we acted a fool. It was a blast. We're back with you with more content Friday with a Twitter space, and then Sunday our 9pm Central Time stream on YouTube. Make sure while you're here, hit that sub button on the YouTube channel. Uh, click the little bell so you can get updates whenever we go live. You can join us again Friday. It's going to be a blast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter.com as well. Join those Twitter spaces. We had an incredible one last night. We're going to have another awesome one Friday night, so make sure to join us. Until then, and as always, pick number two.